We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. From the capital of the South, Atlanta, Georgia, this is the Run ATL Podcast presented by Big Peach Running Company. My name is Mike Cosentino. It is a privilege to be your host for this forthcoming audio feast. Once again, I'm also joined by my pedestrian active and podcast capable partner, Dolomite Dave Martinez. Greetings, D2. Hello, how are you? I am terrific. We find ourselves on the backside now of the 2017 AJC Peachtree Road Race. We're in the back half of the year. It's hard to believe. Yeah, I mean, and I'm hoping, much like many of our uh, listeners, that everyone's recovering. I know, you know, you ran it. I didn't, but I had a recovery of my own just because I was at the expo for four days. So long hours on my feet, and I think I'm finally recovered and ready to, you know, get back into some training. Well, and what might have been most impressive on race day, even though you didn't run to Piedmont Park, you beat everyone, including the elite athletes there. What time were you at Piedmont Park? We were there at uh, by 4.30 in the morning, so we had to get set up, and then after that, it was just a waiting game, and kind of spur the moment, we kind of decided, it's like, you know, let's go down to the finish line, let's see, you know, why not do a Facebook Live? So not realizing that the credentials that I had allowed me to actually get to the finish line and actually, you know, see these elite athletes come in, and I was right there as they kind of came across, you know, and as they finished and was, you know, I think I had as good, if not better shots than maybe, uh, you know, some of the, the TV stations that were there because I was using my iPhone and I'm just putting down at yep. these athletes as they kind of came across, laying on the ground, you know, draping the American flag, getting all the press shots, you know, and, uh, you know, that was kind of cool. I did not think that I would have the opportunity to be that close because the times that I've done the Peachtree, you know, you hear about maybe who, who won, but you're out on the course and maybe later you get to see it on TV, but you're never that close. So I, I felt really kind of lucky. And despite getting up really early, I was like, okay, this is a benefit of, of being here and being this early. Well, that became a benefit for everyone. And for those who don't know or who have not been to Big Peach Running Company's Facebook page recently, you can see the video that Dave took. He shared it right away. He did it as a Facebook Live. It's still there. It's been preserved. You can watch both the men's and the women's winner come across the finish line, see the treatment they receive after picking up that victory. It's super cool. So thank you for being out there that early. Thank you for sharing what you got a chance to see up close and personal. So this is episode number five of the Run ATL podcast. And although I'm not 100% certain, we'd have to kind of go back and listen. It's possible that we have not yet released an edition of our little broadcast here where we've not somehow, perhaps some way, discussed the AJC Peachtree Road Race. I mean, that's just true. We know that. It's maybe not a big surprise given the national prestige, the local importance of this really globally recognized event. So here's the thing. I would imagine there are a lot of people who are now thinking, okay, that's in the rear view. D2 and Mike are going to talk about something else. And that is so true. We do all need to turn our attention to maybe what we've set our sights on at some point this year, but is still incomplete. Maybe what we're looking towards for the first time as we make our way into the back six months of 2017. 
but here's what you have to know going into this episode. We're not done with the AJC Peachtree Road Race. Hold on for those of you who wish that that was not the case, but here's what happened. D2, you and I did a Facebook Live at the Health and Fitness Expo. We had access to some amazing athletes and certainly those who were very well qualified going into the race. But what surprised us the most, I believe, we have said before, and many of you who have listened to every single episode know that we have the two I's and the two E's, to inform and to inspire, to empower and to encourage. We sat down with Bernard Lagat. We sat down with Neely Spence Gracie. After I ran on the treadmill against her as part of the charity chase for Kilometer Kids, sat down with Carrie Tollefson. They did not give us tactical race plans. They did not talk about some kind of training advice that us mere mortal athletes couldn't really comprehend. They gave us some guidance and they gave us some insight really to life, sure, to training, to kind of balance. It was pure gold. And D2, I give you credit so much, my friend, the magic that you can work with your editing. So when you said, we're gonna take that content from Facebook Live and we're gonna mix it up and mash it up and bring it out, bring out those best bits and pieces and do it as a podcast, I thought that is the real deal. That's our responsibility as hosts for this. So that's what we've elected to do. Please, please, even if you did not run the AJC Peachtree Road Race this year or perhaps never have plans to do so, do not tune out. This is a special treat coming your way. I would say it is a treasure chest. So right after a quick break, these will be our conversations. First, with Bernard Lagat, who finished fifth overall, was the master's winner, ran the Peachtree Road Race in 28 minutes and 42 seconds. And of course, Neely Spence Gracie, she was the eighth woman, ran 32 minutes and some change. Both had great races, but more importantly, gave us great material that we're so excited to be able to share with y'all. It'll be right after this message. Get your mind ready for some mental notes. We'll be right back. Fall may seem like it's a couple months away, but training for fall races starts now. As your runs get longer, you'll need additional fuel to power through those long runs and get you across that finish line. Everyone has different needs and tastes, so we recommend that you experiment with different gels, bars, and hydration products to see what works best for you. Stock up and save. Buy 10 or more individual packages and save 10%. Buy a box and save 15%. Club and training groups can combine their discount for additional savings of up to 25% off. Don't be foolish. Come into Big Peach Running Company and stock up so you're long run ready. Bernard Lagat has arrived, just got off the treadmill, I believe. Yes. This is super cool. Thank you for spending a few minutes. I know this is because we're talking to everybody, people who have done the race yes. many times. The gentleman, the only gentleman who's done this race all 47 years. We asked him, well, how's he feeling before he goes into his 48? We're talking to families who have done it together or yes. they're doing it for the first time as husband and wife or father and daughter. Yes. What are you thinking? Right before the race starts, we're less than twenty-four hours. What are the I know. You know the about? thing. The thing is with uh, with the race is that you know first of all you have already done the training, you know, so yes. the training has already been done. So what you have to do is just basically rest, relax, and actually make sure that there's nothing else left. You know, all you have to do is just concentrate on the race. But if you just think of oh my gosh, the hill and all these things, the downhill, you just actually forget about that. That will take care of itself during the race. And as long as we do the best, hydrate, stay rested. 
you know, elevate your legs to, I mean, your feet, you're going to be ready. So and that's great advice for everybody. Yes. Whether it's their first time, whether they're a world champion, yes. the oldest member on the running <laughs> side of the Olympic team this past summer, that's just great advice for yes. everybody. Absolutely. What's your What's your plan tomorrow? What What do you see? And we've been talking about the course, and right. everybody knows, you know, gosh, it's downhill. The Peachtree Battle to start with, and those of us who live here could give you every landmark along the way. What are you thinking once you get on the course itself? Well, the first thing that I wanted to know is that how is the layout of the course? And so, first of all, I only wanted to see it by myself yesterday. So I came in, and then I went for like you know three and a half miles down. Okay. That was halfway, and then I turned, and that. By that time, I've already assessed what I'm going to do the first half. Okay. First of all, this downhill. And that downhill can actually create like lactic acid if you're just going way too hard. Because somebody who, like, you know, the tall, big guys, sometimes they can just, like, go the, with momentum down. If I chase them so hard, you know what? By the time we get to that next half, my legs will be also feeling it. So I want to make sure that I take it easy or actually, like, not that easy, but be careful not to overdo it too, during that first downhill. And then when we go up, then it's that's the beginning of the race. So I, I feel like you're going to run your race. I will run my race. Okay. Yes. And that, again, is great advice for everybody who's yes. running their first or running their 48th tomorrow. The reality is, is if Bernard is going to run his race and he's saying, look, these other things, the code red on the heat, the fact that it is going to be humid, the fact that the back half is uphill, yes. you know these things, but you're setting your own pace. You just set your own pace. And that is the most important thing because, you know, that's how you can attain the goals. For me, tomorrow, if I can run, let's say, 28 or under 28, that would be a successful day <laughs> And, you know, I can that only... That part we might not be able to relate to. <laughs> if I can... One out of 28 is in most of our, our, our objectives. Yes. So if I, can, if I can attain, and I know I can attain that by running smart. And part of the things I talked about is, you know, that would allow me to do that. And then, okay, July 5th, July 6th comes. Then what? What are you thinking about as we look at the back half here? We look at your calendar. But what would you do as you find yourself waking up on July 5th? Yes. What do you think about what do you do? What do you do to ensure that the rest of your year, year comes together as well? Uh, first of all is to make sure that I take care of myself, my body, to make sure that I can be able to continue. Because the season for me just started, really. This yeah. is my second 10K of the whole season. And as a matter of fact, this is my third race of the season. So... I still have a lot to do, and so I have to make sure that by the time fifth comes, I've already finished my race on fourth. On the fifth, what am I going to do? Travel, treat myself very well, make sure I get massage, get chiropractor to work on it, and make sure that the training is going to be continuing as we go forward in all the way until like you know end of September. Yeah, and then you'll be in London this summer. No, I won't be. No, I won't be in London, but uh, I would be basically training for road racing this morning. Road racing. Okay, and then throughout the rest of the year, when you think about taking care of yourself. What about nutrition? If there was something you were saying, here's oh. something besides the massage and the chiropractic, what's the nutrition look like on July 5 and 6? You know what? That is the fuel of the body. Yeah. So, yes. Exactly. I know you're big on that. That's well, why I was going to let So that is the number one thing because you cannot run on an empty body. At the same time, is that you, you could eat anything you want, yes? But then at the same time, that might not give you the best... Um, you, you're not going to be healthy eating anything, really. But you have to also... Within your means, make sure you eat very well and make sure you eat balanced diet. You know, eat, I eat carbs, I eat veggies, I drink a lot of water, and it's also I rest. So those are the things that are important in terms of taking care of the body. Well, and what we are not going to do is run 28 minutes or 28 and a half, or for most of us, even 35 minutes. But taking care of ourselves yes. afterwards and making choices, not just before the AJC Peachtree Road Race, but afterwards, afterwards. and all. I know you're a huge practitioner of that all year long. So now if all of a sudden we're two weeks after the race, yes. what does nutrition look like that maybe it doesn't like 
look like this evening or tomorrow after the Oh, yes. Or then you go back to your normal. You know, you have the carbs. For for example, I'm, I'm, I'm big in barbecue. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. It's southern or hard. I, I, exactly. <laughs> so I'm big in barbecue. So once, it, like right now, leading up to this race, I kind of cut that. And then so when I, you know, after the fifth, I just feel like I'm going to reward myself with a really good barbecue. So then that is going to be part of the plan because I will be eating red meat here, chicken, fish, and vegetable carbs, all these things that are going to help me, um, you know, train well and be ready to train week after week because you need your body to be the one that supports you rather than you're depleting everything in your body and then you're trying also to use it to get all those mileage. You need the body to help you out. A strong body is the one that's going to get you to perform the way you want, to train the way you want, and achieve your goals. Well, and the reason I think this is so important, we talk about longevity, and that's one of the things that your career signifies very much, is longevity. You're still at a world-class level. You have been for quite some time, and the future is still incredibly bright. Thank you. So if you were going to talk about one or two things, maybe nutrition as one of them, it seems like, what else would you say has been that real secret to be able to stay at it at the level that you perform for as long as you have? It's been listening to my coach. Listening, listening to, coach. to my coach. Let me tell you, there's sometimes he gives you a training that is like crazy and you'd be like, coach, is this really going to help me? But then I just realized this guy has known me for 20 years now. Okay. And the thing about that is that you, it try, I, I, then it becomes a question of trust. I trust him to train me very well for what is ahead of him, for me. So, for example, when I was coming to HHC Peach Street, yep. we trained from December to this be is, ready. The target. Yes, this is the and, yes, and that is the goal. And the thing is to be to maintain that longevity. I've had a coach that really knows when to push, when to go down in training, and at the same time, somebody also that gives me strategies and makes sure that I'm healthy and not injured, and, and, and we try to avoid injuries as much as possible. See, what an awesome comment, because we had Nicole Figgins on, who's a state champion, and he was, she was here with her coach, Bill Thorne, who is that gentleman who will do his 48th tomorrow. Oh, nice. And her parents were there, and they said the exact same thing. We trust the coach. And I would imagine that's difficult for all of us to give up some control. But if Bernard Lagat can do it, and state champions can do it, that should be something that all of us should be able to take and do it more often, yes. is to trust. Is that work? Yes. How about your family? Is your family here oh, with My family is with me, and you know, for the first AJC, PJ, I mean, Peachtree race, I wanted them to share that experience with me. Awesome. And, you know, that's sometimes that, that gives you another added, uh, you know, power there. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, they are in the largest aquarium right now. Oh, excellent. You know, enjoying so it. Oh, yeah. taking, you know, and then and I'm doing my business. And then when we meet tonight, eat a good dinner and then go to sleep early. And then we are all going to be on the streets. That's awesome. And here's where I'll make Bernard just slightly jealous because he's got work to do. Like he said, our business, his business, of course, tomorrow he'll take to the course at the AJC Peachtree Road Race. For me, Big Peach Running Company, I'm actually running my daughter's first AJC Peachtree Road Race tomorrow with her every yes. step of the way. Right. So I know most of the time we see you in your in your competition here looking really, really good as you come towards the finish line. You have a beautiful family. Thank you very You've much. got a great crew that takes great care of you, and I know you do them. It's awesome to have you here. I know your coach wouldn't allow us to talk to you all day long, <laughs> even though we could. So it has been a pleasure oh, to yes, have you here. Thank good you very much. Tomorrow. We appreciate it. Thank you. And best of luck to everybody competing tomorrow. Can't wait to see you guys on the street. Thank you. That's awesome. He says yes. he can't wait to see you tomorrow. That's awesome. Thank you again, Bernard. Thank you so much. Yeah, so you. he said he cannot wait. Neely, come on over here. He cannot wait to see you on the streets tomorrow. So the big question will be, will he be able to travel the kind of pace 
that he will be traveling and see all of us on the course. My guess is the only way he's going to see me is if he's still hanging around the finish line by the time my daughter and I get there 60-plus minutes later. Neely Spence Gracie, how are you? Great, thanks. You've got your treadmill session in? Yep. How did that go? It was awesome. So you've had an awesome year. You've had New Orleans, a couple of rock and roll wins, fastest time in Boston, your fastest time in New York, less than a year ago. What's going on? What are the secrets? What can you tell us that you're doing now that all of us should be doing? I wish there was an easy secret to it. Okay, cool. Um, I think the the key with it is consistency. I've had consistent training. I haven't had a ton of injuries. I haven't had a uh, lot of setbacks. And so I've just been able to put in consistent work, which has yielded consistently good results. That's awesome. And so for those of you who have been with us the whole time, consistency was the word that Coach Bill Thorne gave us. Now we have a world-class athlete that is reiterating that theme. So obviously you've been able to stay healthy. You've had consistent, also great versatility. Half marathon victories in February. Now here we are, 10K in July. What is the key to that kind of versatility in your training and being ready for a variety of distances at different times? Definitely. I think it's really important to emphasize a little bit of speed work at the beginning of each training cycle. So right now I'm thinking about, you know, what fall marathon do I want to do? And my full fall marathon uh, again, just like last year. So similar to last year's plan. You put the mark really high last fall. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, And so basically my goal for the summer is to, uh, you know, work on that efficiency with the shorter stuff. So that's why I wanted to start at Peachtree. You know, come back here. It worked really well last year. Starting with some of these shorter races, I build that efficiency with my stride by focusing on speed so that when I try to run a marathon and I start adding in those that higher volume, the longer tempos and stuff, my body is ready to handle that level of effort because I have the economy of that's been developed from the speed work. So I go and I do these longer stuff and all of a sudden it feels much more relaxed and controlled as a result. And that's what we all want, right? We want the marathon to feel controlled. The race starts at 20 miles, so. And you gotta do the speed. So so this is for all of you who are not just saying, well, I'm gonna finish tomorrow or I'll make it to Piedmont Park, barely, but I still make it. This is for those of you who do have a personal record perhaps that you're tackling or want to get a particular time on your belt. So you mentioned the importance of speed work. What's a favorite or maybe your top two speed workouts and what do they look like in your training in terms of how often you're doing them? And you talked about the economy that comes with those longer runs after you put in the hard work. What are some of those things that we could be doing that are going to help us realize that type of economy? Totally. My number one speed workout is hills. I think hills are great. I don't actually really enjoy the track that much and I don't get on the track very often. Um, But I think hills are a great way to... One, you decrease pounding because you're actually not running that fast, but you're putting forth a lot of power into each step. And so I do, um, you know, I usually start off with like a 12 by 30 second hill sprint, and then I'll go to 12 by 45 seconds, and then I'll go 12 by a minute. And once I can do a minute strong, 12 of those on the hill, I know that I'm fit. So that's awesome. And she says she knows that she's fit. We're talking about a world-class athlete knowing that she's fit. But let's think about Atlanta. We don't even have to talk about the AJC Peachtree Road Race course in the back half. We can find plenty of places where we can challenge ourselves, just like you're doing, to find whether it's 30 seconds or 45 seconds or 60 seconds to run up hills. And I love the fact that you're talking about less 
impact. Mm -hmm. You've got a great frame to be able to go out there and put a lot of mileage in, but you've got to avoid injury. Yes. There are many out there who are thinking, well, gosh, how do I stay injury free? Running uphill creates less impact. Correct. What do you do on the downhill? Just really light jog on the downhills. Okay. So that way, you know, again, you're not hammering and then you don't have that impact in the risk of injury. So less risk of injury, always good for somebody who they're trying to be a winner, a, a, a age grouper, or just a personal record. Let me ask you this in terms of the Peachtree Road. You've done this before. So we asked Bernard, what about you? What are you thinking now that we're just a few hours in terms of getting up and being at the starting line? And then I'm going to ask you what you're going to be thinking about as soon as you're on the course and what's your strategy going to be making your way to Piedmont Park. So first, what are you thinking about right now? What do you have to be mindful of? <laughs> you know, this morning's been awesome. We've had a busy day. And um, it's, it's exciting. It's that race culture. It gets the energy going. So and it's good. It's good. It's good. I thrive in this, for awesome. sure. Um, so I was happy I got in my run, uh, running for the kilometer kids. And and you don't like the treadmill that much, I don't get the sense that that's your favorite workout. <laughs> it's not my favorite workout, but I try to run consistently on the treadmill once a week, just so I'm used to it. Mm -hmm. um, and that way I can sort of have one run where I just zone out, uh, I'll watch TV or whatever, and just take it really easy and controlled, so it's like a super recovery day. So this worked out, it was totally fine. Um, so I went, I did my you know little pre-meet, I got in a couple miles, and got to be a part of the... Um, you know, great charity that's going on here. Yeah, and then, you know, the rest of the day, I, it's pretty chill. I'm going to go back, uh, watch some Netflix, and right. maybe get in the pool for a little bit. Do you have bit. A, a preferred, uh, uh, like a, a movie or something you'll put on that's kind of your movie before a big race? Not necessarily. Um, I, my husband and I, we usually come up with some sort of show that we'll watch like all through a training cycle, and then we'll finish it just at the end of like a season. Um, cool. So traditionally, we do the office like at okay. least once a year. We watch the office all the way through. So I've seen it like you know six times all the way through every episode, every season. Um, but you know we've done Friends, uh, and right now we are doing House of Cards. So so see, they train just like the rest of us. They have these things that they like to do as well. Now exactly. tomorrow, once you're on the course, what are you gonna be thinking? You love the hills. Yeah. You know the first part. Screaming downhill if you want it to be. And then you've got your specialty as you make your way into the back half. What will you be thinking about on the course? You know, to, my goal here is just to get in a hard effort, sort of zap the body um, so that zap it uh, gets, you know, ready for the next cycle of racing. So I took a little bit of a break um, after the Boulder Boulder 10K yep. in May. And I'm just a few weeks back into training and no better way to kick off the summer racing season than at the Pistrug Road Race. That is awesome. Well, she is Neely Spence Gracie. Plenty of information on her. In fact, I am going to pull up NeelyRuns.com where you can learn more about her, including what she might be watching on the next training cycle. Thank you very much Thank for spending all the time with us. Good you luck betcha. tomorrow. We appreciate it. Thank you. Man, D2, that was really, really cool to have that kind of access to athletes like that before the race. It was very cool. Um, you know, they had just gotten off of the treadmill for, you know, their uh, charity chase for the uh, Atlanta Track Club's Kilometer Kids. So to get that kind of access to them shortly thereafter, you know, was very, very cool. They were very uh, gracious with, you know, giving up their time to sit with us, you know, and, uh, you know, discuss, you know, who they are and what they do and, uh, you know. And true to our word at the onset, this was not an interview or a conversation that somebody couldn't take something well beyond doing the Peachtree Road Race with them. In fact, if there was anything that, that I would call out really, really quickly about both of them is what qualified 
athletes they are. Bernard, for example, he's been an American record holder at the 1500 meter distance, at the 3000 meter distance, 5000 meter and the indoor miles. So tremendous versatility. He's a five-time Olympian, 2000, 2004, 2008, 2012. And he was in Rio last summer in 2016. In fact, he was the oldest runner on the United States Olympic team last summer. And Neely Spence Gracie, no less qualified this year. She's already won. That's right. One, two of the rock and roll half marathon. She did that both in New Orleans and in Phoenix. So these are world-class athletes. And yet it was a conversation like a couple of neighbors yeah. getting together. Yeah. It, it was a very comfortable, very relaxed type of atmosphere. Um, you know, you never know when you meet these elite athletes, what they're going to be like, but they're just like anyone else. I mean, they, 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 they talk to, uh, you know, you know, non-runners or those that don't think they're elite runners, you know, like they would anyone else, um, very gracious, like I said, with their time and very approachable. So relaxed and so cool. And, and it was no less with Kerry Tollison, yes. who's coming up. So we're going to have another quick break. But when we come back, you'll hear from 2004 Olympian Kerry Tollison. She was part of the NBC SN broadcast team. As we discussed in episode number four of the Run ATL podcast, the AJC Peachtree Road Race, back on national TV, she was part of the crew that brought it to you. Perhaps you saw her along the course while you were out running or if you were watching the broadcast, some of the content that she brought. But what a special, special person. We ran side by side at the Kilometer Kids Charity Chase Challenge, chatted the entire time. In total honesty, we probably said too much about what pace we should run and try to keep each other honest. And I think she was really doing me a favor that she didn't buckle down harder than she did. I was able to kind of hang in there with her, but we formed a fast friendship. We had a very honest, very real, genuine conversation almost immediately after we came off the treadmills. And what amazed me the most is I came off and still five minutes, eight minutes after we were off the treadmills and started our conversation, I'm still perspiring all over the table where we have the mic and I've got my notes and everything. She's just sitting there cool as a cucumber, fresh as a daisy, having this conversation like she hadn't done it. So I'm, I'm certain that I had to work a lot harder during those th 30 minutes than what she did. Well, as a former Olympian, yeah, and she, she, she's used to running on treadmills and, you know, she stays still in great shape. So, yeah, I, th I think, uh, I don't think she was working quite as hard as you were. Uh, I did check the uh, pacing there and she was, she was a little bit faster than you. And, uh, and I know, I, she was. And it was that evident. You could tell that I was still suffering a little bit when we had our conversation. But don't go anywhere when we come right back. It's going to be a very, very cool conversation with Carrie Tollison. You've got the right shoe for you, but maybe you're still getting blisters and your feet aren't too happy. The source of your discomfort may be the socks you're wearing. Cotton is rotten. You need socks made from synthetic materials that wick away the moisture that can lead to blisters. Big Peach Running Company carries a variety of styles and brands including Features, Balega, Swiftwick, and Njinji. Every sock is buy three, get one free. Mix and match brands and styles, it doesn't matter. You'll save 25% when you pick up four pairs of socks. Keep your feet happy and stock up on socks at Big Peach Running Company. I am here with my former competitor and new friend, <laughs> Carrie Tollison, because we just got off the treadmills. We were telling about telling you all about it before, and that is still going on. In fact, about four more hours. You can still donate. So let me give you the highlights one more time in case you're just tuning in. Just inside these doors to the right where Carrie and I are is the charity chase for Kilometer Kids. 
The way that you can get involved, two ways, go to atlantatrackclub.org. You'll see all the details. You'll see all of those who have already run, including people like Olivia and Carrie Tollison. And then you can make a donation. Awesome thing that's going on, not only helping kids stay healthy with what Kilometer Kids does every single day of the year, but also we think about Cheney Stadium and we think about Phoenix Park, which was part of the story when the Centennial Olympic Games was a story written by the great city of Atlanta, Georgia. And part of that was where the Olympians that you saw, Dan O'Brien, Gail Devers, who's on the treadmill right now, had her gold medals here with her. Part of their story was warming up in that facility. And as that facility went forward from the Olympic Games, there were tremendous numbers of youth and athletes of every age who use that facility. But the truth is it's fallen into disrepair. It is not the same facility it was in 1996. So now more than 20 years afterwards, the Atlanta Track Club and Kilometer Kids are gonna get back in shape. But we need your help. Here's what you can do besides going to atlantatrackclub.org. What you wanna do is text KK, that's two, two Ks and two Cs, KKCC, and then you're gonna to wanna to hit the numbers 444, that's three fours and three nines. So KKCC and then 444999. But this has been kind of cool because Carrie and I were on the treadmills together in the Stars versus Stripes Challenge. She is an Olympian, 2004 Olympian in the 1500 meters. It's been a long time. It's been a <laughs> while, but here's the thing. If you look and you'll, we'll tell you how you can get a hold of Carrie and how you can learn more about her, but she lives in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. My guess is you spend more time on a treadmill than some of your counterparts in the state of Georgia. Probably. So what were you thinking as you went on that treadmill? Is this just another little workout for you? Or what was the mindset kind of going into helping out uh, kilometers? Yeah, I thought it was funny. A couple people that have that were racing or running before yep. us said they've never been on a treadmill. I was like, are you kidding me? That's one of my best friends. But no, it was so fun. I mean, for me to be able to run for such a great cause is so, so special. And now I'm a mom of three and I have little kids and I know Rich Kanaz so well and what he and the Atlanta Truck Club are doing for youth around here, so special. And we really need to do it. You know, you see Gail Devers come up, she brought her two gold medals and she has, she has all these little kids and all their parents or grandparents or whoever's running the race, they're getting their packets. And you know, they're just learning about this healthy lifestyle and such a fun, like, we're already friends now. We just met an hour ago. And that's what this community is all about. I think that's what the running community is. No matter where you come from, what your income level is, usually you can you can be able to get into a race, buy a pair of shoes, and you go for it. So I well, love this sport. And Carrie mentioned Rich Kana, who is the race director tomorrow for the AJC Peachtree Road Race, the executive director for the Atlanta Track Club. Obviously, you guys go way back from your Olympic days. Mm -hmm. And you think about all the places that you've you've been and all the, the, the events that you've done, whether it's been as a broadcaster, whether it's been as an athlete, whether it's just been as a spectator. What is it that you would say makes the AJC Peachtree Road Race so special. Oh my goodness. Well, I think for one, I'm an American. So to see the red, white, and blue everywhere and people so excited to, you know, be celebrating our country. And I think, you know, when I was at the Olympic Games and I put the USA on my chest, I was moved beyond words. And I remember having LeBron James right behind me and everybody knows LeBron, right? Yep, sure. And we walked out in front into the opening ceremonies and LeBron James, who's way, way taller than I am, <laughs> I took my camera and I, I had to scroll up like this to get his face, but I was thinking, oh, I'm this, you know, sappy girl crying at the opening ceremonies. Tears stroll streaming down his face as well. And I just remember thinking, 
you know, that's not necessarily what the U.S. is about, but to be so honored to be from the U.S., that's what it's about. And I think that's what this this race, you know, says. You go and watch and you know everyone is rooting for the U.S. That's exactly so that's pretty right. cool. Well, and being on July 4th, and for those of you who are not running this year, but it's on your bucket list, there'll be a quarter of a million spectators on the course tomorrow, and you should not... Prevent, prevent yourself the honor of watching. So even if you're not registered, get out on the course and show some of that support. It's 4th of July, Atlanta, yeah. a great city to spend Independence Day. You're gonna be out on the course, we're gonna be doing some reporting, yeah. broadcasting this year, back to national TV on NBC, SN, and Karen mm -hmm. will be there. So what's some of your work look like tomorrow? Before we oh. get into your past, let's look into the future. Yeah. Well, you know what's so amazing is we have um, awesome athletes that are running for the U.S. Championships, yep. the 10-mile championship, yep. 10K championship, excuse me. Yep. So that's tomorrow. So we have, you know, amazing athletes come to do that. But we also have an amazing master's field, which I don't want you guys to forget about. I mean, Bernard Bagad and Abdi Abdiraman are here competing, along with Jen Rines, Colleen Jarouk, a lot of these big names from our sport. We have new names in the regular elite division, but we have the old names that are now competing for the master's division. But then let's not forget about our wheelchair division. You know, the Shepherd Center here has an amazing wheelchair well, that's what it is, the yep. wheelchair hospital. And they bring in this huge wheelchair division. And we have Tatiana McFadden and Josh George and all these great people, but also some new athletes that are learning how to be in the wheelchair division. And so, you know, what I love about what Peachtree does is it brings in great athletes, but then it also has the masses. So tomorrow my day is filled with watching the fast runners go and the fast wheelers go, but then I stick around and watch all the other crazy athletes that come and race one time a year or maybe they race every year whatever it is but i'm going to get to see a ton of a ton of products i'm excited well and still as the world's largest 10k the ajc peachtree road race one of the things that, that carrie mentioned was those who are coming back and some of these world-class athletes they don't need to come back year after year after year sure this is a tough course it's on a major holiday but there are things that you just can't put your finger on until you're in the middle of it. Yeah. Then make this a special place on July 4th. Yeah. If we think about you now, and, and you mentioned being the mother of three, one of the things that was really fun for me being next to Carrie on the treadmill, we were talking about how much faster she is, and we could certainly have talked about that. Or the fact that, look, I'm perspiring like crazy still. We've been off the treadmill for five minutes. She's already ready to go to her next gig. But we were talking about as parents and just as people who are still trying to get the most out of their fitness routine. So thinking about all those days where you put your best foot forward, you had a terrific effort, and whether you won or whether you lost, whether you hit your target or whether you didn't, what should people be thinking about for July 5th, July 6th, after this race is over, to commit themselves to what you've done, which is a healthy, fitness-minded lifestyle? Well, I think for me, the easiest thing that I tell everyone is just put that outfit on. Put your shoes on, go get a pair of shoes from this guy. Awesome, thank you. Um, get your outfit from this guy. But you know, if we just have our outfit on, we'll get out the door. And for me, little secret, my husband doesn't always like it, but I wear a lot of my running clothes to bed. Oh, excellent. That's, that's, <laughs> so I am ready to we go. We've heard it here first. Yes, that's, been all that's my secret. Say, my wife would bounce that she's not the only one. <laughs> she wears it too? I do. Oh, you do. Okay, good. Well, anyway, i that's one of my big things. I always tell my family or whoever, get those shoes on, put your outfit on. You're going to feel pretty guilty if you have to take it off without using it. So put your outfit on, but find a partner. I think what we talked about too earlier was it was fun for us to be on that treadmill because 30 minutes went by so fast oh as goodness. we chatted. I could not believe So for me, it's my happy hour. It's my ladies' aid. It's my circle, whatever you call it. Um, it's my church a lot of times. It's my therapy. And so for me to find 
a running partner, whether it's male or female, I just love the run so much more when I have a friend out there with me. So I hope we're still going to be friends when I say this. So oh. 1997, yeah. NCAA championship, mm -hmm. okay? So this is not just a commitment that you talk about for a couple of years. This is 20 years in the making in that sense. How? Yeah. What would you say to somebody who's needing to get started? Who, again, maybe passed on getting registered this year, mm -hmm. but is so interested. They're consuming everything they can about it yeah. because they've already committed themselves to at least getting a more thought for 2018. Yeah. What would you say to that person right now who maybe isn't thinking about it as often as you do? Well, first of all, it's the best way to start off a holiday is to get your run down. Then you can eat and drink and do whatever you want all day long and you got your workout in. Yep. So I love races on holidays. But second of all, I always say, tell people that are new time runners to give it about three weeks. And you know, whether you're running one day on, one day off, or every third day, twice a week, whatever it is, but you have to give this sport three weeks. And then you have to give it another three weeks to really become a runner. I think it takes a good six weeks to really get that that routine, that rhythm, and then so all of a sudden- Make sure you listen to that, six yeah. weeks, this is from an Olympian. Yeah. Don't give up after six days or even a few weeks. Six no, I weeks say three really weeks you get the habit. Okay. So then you'll be like, okay, I know the routine, okay. but then six weeks you become a runner. Got it, okay. That's so for me. Three weeks the habit yeah. gets built. Yeah. And in six weeks you feel like you're you like, I have, this is my, this, this is what I do. Yeah. yeah, and I can do it. I can go for a mile, or I can go for three or I can walk for 30 minutes, whatever your goal is, but you just gotta stick to it. Don't give in after three three weeks, and then you know you can do what, three more weeks and then you're hooked. <laughs> That's awesome, and being hooked, we've had a number of people on here today who are hooked, but they never thought they would. They came into the lifestyle, kicking and screaming, they came in just to placate a spouse or to spend a little bit more time with a family member, now they're hooked. They need that fix every July 4th or however many times per week. One of the things that I've loved, and for those of you who have not checked this out, check this out. Ctollyrun.com. There's all kinds of cool things with Carrie on there. I've been there, and I will tell you, as someone who, yes, is a parent, where we can relate on that level, someone who would say, yes, at one point I was running faster than I am now, but I don't enjoy it any less. You cover that beautifully. And then she talks about her relationships with elite runners for podcasts, oftentimes talking to those in the sport, but not about, well, goodness gracious, what does it take to run 28 minutes at the AJC Peachtree Road Race, but what does it take to balance being able to be committed to a workout, to your family, to other things that are important. Thinking about all the people that you've spoken with, all the people that you've had around, whether it's LeBron James at the opening ceremonies, or just more recently when you're at races doing coverage for them, what do you see that's kind of a thread that links this type of community that maybe somebody who's not yet feeling a part of it should think about as that carrot, as that treasure that's at the end of the rainbow? I definitely think it's a camaraderie. I think that no matter if you are a 15 minute miler or a 349 miler like we just saw, yeah, Bernard yeah. Lagat, it doesn't matter. I think that is having a goal and reaching it is what everyone loves to do in this sport. And you know, for me, like I said, the sport has changed over the years. It isn't just goal oriented anymore. It's, it's more about my therapy. It's more about having fun, keeping physically fit. But I think that that's the, the one common denominator is everybody loves having a goal and going for it. Whether it's weight loss, um, you know, getting your mind right, getting away from your family and giving you me time, whatever it is. But that's the big thing. I think that, and that's what makes us also, I guess, such a strong unit is that I can go in there and talk to any single person about their race tomorrow. Even though at one time I would have been trying to win this race, I wouldn't be able to win it tomorrow. 
But I think that it doesn't matter if you're walking the race or running the race. It's there's still a common denominator there. And that's what I love about it. And see, Tally Ron has been the same way. I go for runs now with people on my I, I podcast. Know, I know, I that. I heard that Adam Yelton one recently. Yeah, it's so And here's fun. another reason I knew I was in trouble on the treadmill. <laughs> the fact that you weren't with it. In fact, I told you too. I said, she did this interview with Adam. And she didn't even seem winded. I'm like, I don't know, maybe that could I think they pump up the other guest mics a little bit more so we can drown my alcohol. No, you know, I've stayed decently fit, but it's been a challenge. Having three kids, coming back from, you know, 40 pound weight gains and dropping it and doing and now trying to find time. And I want to spend time with my kids and, you know, putting that selfish sort of behavior that you have to have when you're an elite, putting that behind and saying, it's not about me anymore. That's been tough. But at the same time, I just love everything about this sport. I'm so glad it's a lifelong. So you're going to love this. And, and so I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Indiana. Mm -hmm. And Indiana, and there's going to be a lot of Hoosiers out there that are perhaps <laughs> not going to like the fact that I said this. One of the reasons I wanted to come where the weather was nicer was because Indiana, Illinois, and Ohio, in my opinion, it was Halloween, and then everybody was inside until Easter. It's true. But Minnesota, Michigan, and Wisconsin, they were just tough as nails. Yeah. They gone up there. It was like, look. We're going snowshoeing, or we're going skiing, we're going cross-country skiing. And it was just this very active culture that exists. Yeah, there's a, there's a small group that sort of roughs it, you know, yeah. all year, and it's a very tight group again. But yeah, I mean, I think... in that group. We're in that group, but I don't mind a treadmill. Okay. You know, if I need to go for a hard run and get in a certain pace, the treadmill is the girl's best friend. <laughs> but if you want to be tough and just say, I did it, you get a big rush from going out in negative, you know, degrees and having icicles on your... Eyebrows and eyelashes. Yep, that's part of it, I guess, some good pictures. Pretty tough. That. Even in the garage where the treadmill sometimes is, it can be three degrees yes. during the winter. So she's not shielding herself. One of the things that I think you'll find cool, given how many people you've inspired and how many people you encourage all the time with just being more mindful of, I'm going to call it getting permission and taking it for yourself mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Our lieutenant governor was here. Yeah, he now, yeah so you, met, you met Casey Cagle. Yeah. Obviously, has already declared his candidacy. But it was two things. It was one, making it a priority. Yes. And then two, giving yourself permission mm -hmm. to honor that priority. And you think about someone like that, you think about the, the background that you have. If we think about the permission that most people have to give themselves, where is it? Is it with raising kids? Is it with having work to do? Is it having things that are crowding their, their time out, whether it's social media or childhood? Where can that permission be found in most people that you Oh gosh, I, that is a great question. I think every single person is different. And for me, finding permission, I think, but with saying, kids, I'm gonna go for a half an hour, you're gonna be fine. My dad did it, my mom did it, and you don't have to do it in the dark hours, you know? Like, you can do it when it fits into your schedule. So I think everyone is, is individual. But I will say, I think the best time to give yourself permission to do it is when it works for you, and if that is early in the day like it is for me, that's the best time of the day. And that's what I think most people will say if they don't get it done in the morning, then they don't want to give themselves permission because then all these other things come off and, or come on the schedule and you can't find the time to do it. So um, everyone is different, but for me, I think I have to remind myself that keeping myself healthy for my work, for my kids, for my family, that is the, the, all the permission I need is so, by I mean, reminding myself to go and make sure my heart's pumping good. And, and you mentioned your parents, they, they were a model. They, you know, yeah, like. they didn't miss. My mom is an early morning one. Okay worker outer. Yep. My dad. Yeah, there we go. My dad was at night. So, you know, they went, they didn't spend three hours. They spent 30, 40 minutes and they did it. Maybe the weekends a bit longer, but 
I was I brought I was brought up by a family that stayed physically fit. We ate a lot because we did our workouts. We always said the more we work out, the more we can run. The more we run, the more we can eat. That's what we say. So on one of your podcasts, you recently had Jordan to say on there, and she was kind of saying the same thing, where she was very motivated by what she saw her parents do. She didn't immediately take to it, right? But she was very motivated, and I think you know she's here at the AJC Peachtree Road Race, obviously expected to do relatively well tomorrow. How often do you see that as a case where it's generational? I think it's big, big time now generational like you know you see my mom grew up she's born in 48 1948 she was just at just before title nine so you didn't see it as much with them that's why she went in the dark before everyone was up at 4 30 in the morning before anyone in my little town saw her but nowadays i think like jordan's mom uh, who recently passed this heartbreaking story but what she left her was that it's okay to work out your kids will be fine and jordan said that she said you are a great mom because you're showing your kids and you are taking your, your health you know, serious. So I think that that's changing. Generations are changing now. My mom doesn't mind if she goes out and gets sweaty anymore because generations are changing. She used to think she couldn't mess her hair. <laughs> well, this is what I look like 99.9% .9 of the time. Still, I don't care. Still much better than I, do. <laughs> I don't know. After being on the treadmill, and, and I will say that this is something that I've learned. Big Peach Running Company now has been around for 12 years. And the number of people we've had the good fortune, fortune of working with who are parents or maybe were not parents when we opened and now they are, they realized because they've seen their kids adopt a lifestyle, they had no idea was having an impact on them at the time. They would drag their kids into the store, the kids would just tolerate being there while they, while they would get a pair of shoes and now they come back and they say, my daughter's running or my son's running or we're doing this race together and I had no idea until they all of a sudden told me one day, whether it was a Christmas or a family meal, that I still remember you getting up, Mom. I still remember how often this was important to you, Dad. And now I can understand. It's been so awesome. I love that. She is Carrie Tollison. <laughs> she is a 2004 Olympian, but more importantly, she is a very special person, a great ambassador for this lifestyle, for this terrific event that is the AJC Beastie Road Race. Don't forget, it's not too late. A couple of hours left on the charity chase four kilometer kids. We're going to give you these digits and these letters one more time. You can text KKCC to 444-999. So that's two Ks, two Cs, three fours and three nines. Carrie, thank you. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. you. And I look forward to uh, seeing you out there tomorrow on the course. That'd be awesome. Good luck with your daughter making her debut. Hey, yes, my daughter's making her <laughs> debut. My wife running for the first time in 15 years. So it's going to be a family affair for team. Cosentino. We appreciate you spending some time with us this afternoon. Come see us at the Expo if you haven't picked up your bib yet. We'll be there and have a wonderful, wonderful Peachtree Road Race and 4th of July holiday. Remember, may your best miles be those covered on foot. And from what I've learned from C. Tally Run, there's an expression that I've now adopted, but I can't say it as well as she can. So could we close? Yes. Could we please close with what you would tell all of us to do, which is to get after it. Awesome. <laughs> All right, D2, I will tell you, after that conversation, I was pleased. I, I think I finally stopped perspiring. I think my heart rate had come down. To be able to go from a treadmill to a conversation like that, that's a special skill. And here's a call out for everyone who enjoyed that as much as I did. Carrie does that type of thing every week where she's both running and having a conversation with an elite athlete. For those of you who have not checked out C. Tolly Run, that's C T. 
O-L-L-E-R-U-N.com. You can find all kinds of great content. Some of it we reference, but she also does a podcast of her own. But get this, D2, I can't imagine it a good idea for you and I to try this. She does the podcast while running. So she may go for a run with Adam Goucher or Kara Goucher or someone if you listen or follow Elite Running and they're gonna have the conversation while the mic is going and they're recording. How much heavy breathing would you have to edit out if we were doing that? Oh, I, I don't think we would be usable. <laughs> <laughs> Not usable. Here is what is super usable, and that is the podcast payout. We got a great question, one that was more of a reminder for us that at Big Peach Running Company, we just need to share this information on a regular basis. It came from Matt Kunkel, and he starts out like this, and I love the fact that he does this, and we all need this really genuine amount of just self-awareness. He says he started running a little over a year ago at age 38, and he refers to himself as rather overweight and having made excuses year after year. But he saw a Peachtree Road Race shirt, and he said he needed one of those snazzy tees that all all the finishers get. So he took it upon himself. He already lost 40 plus pounds, went into this year's race and we said in episode four the prize was going to be a run atlt i am so glad that he got that run atlt if for no other reason he is run atl that is the type of mindset we want to be in a run atlt someone who's an ambassador for the lifestyle as matt kunkel is but here he says is my question my question is on group runs and he knows that the Atlanta Track Club did ones during the training for Peachtree program. He knows that he's still relatively slow. That's by his own indication. And he just wants to know, where can I find a group run where he's going to fit in and he's going to feel welcome? And so he wanted to know Big Peach Running Company's perspective on that. Here's the deal. All of our group runs are made for people like Matt. Yes, it could be for someone like Kerry Tollefson or if Bernard Lagat shows up and wants to do a group run. Yes, we do have some people who are also going to be a little bit more fleet afoot. But no matter how slow you might be, no matter how recent you maybe have gotten into this pedestrian active lifestyle, if you're walking All of that is super cool. We have group runs at every single one of our stores, all seven of our stores. Each night of the week, except for Friday, you can find a group run. All of the information is at bigpeachrunningco.com. They always start at 6.30 p.m. during the week. If you're looking for a group run, you're looking for a run to do during the week, look no further than the schedule on bigpeachrunningco.com. Yeah, and I just want to remind everyone that you know there are, there's a very small percentage of individuals that are those faster runners. There's a greater percentage at these group runs that you'll find that are more the beginner to average runner. So do not be discouraged. Do not you know be apprehensive to show up because you don't feel like you fit in or you're going to be left behind. There's a lot more of you, you know, that are beginner runners that are at these uh, you know social runs. And that's what they are. They're a great opportunity for you to meet other like-minded individuals. And typically, if you run with a group, you're going to stick with it. You're going to encourage others and you'll be encouraged by others of what they're doing and, and kind of stick with it and kind of enjoy, you know, this running active lifestyle. That is a great place to finish up this very special episode number five in the books for the Run ATL podcast. But as you hopefully know, you can count on us 
We'll be back in just two weeks with more terrific content to keep you out there living that pedestrian active lifestyle. D2, again, thanks for all your hard work bringing this together. Congratulations to everyone who did the AJC Peachtree Road Race this year. And more importantly, as we look into the four view, here's to everyone being able to say that their best miles are those covered on foot. Talk to you again real soon.